Hello everybody, welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host, that's DDD NFL on Twitter, and of course follow the group at UK Packers, and it's off-season, and it's so brutal, it's really, really brutal, but I thought I'd pop on here and just do some quick run through the news, um, just make sure that you are aware of the trip who cannot be. Uh, run through a really cool article that we got some great feedback on uh, by Peter Jones on the website, um, and then also break the news that uh i've been promising kind of big things and interesting things which hopefully i've brought you with you know book reviews and all the rest uh but uh, something exciting i'm sitting down with none other than kenny clark uh this week uh so i'm going to be talking with kenny and that podcast is going to be dropping uh next week so if you have any questions the good news off the top of the dome is that if you have any um questions you want me to ask uh, kenny any cool perspectives or, or anything like that just uh give me a shout hit me up on the Twitter at UK Packers, uh, or get onto the Facebook and let us know what you'd like to ask him. Beast, young Fina. Anyway, I had started off this podcast this session uh, putting, I don't know, stuff together on a, on a special Game of Thrones skit. But the accents, man, it's the accents. I'm Jon Snow, King of the North. You know, and you put it down and then you listen back to it and then you die of cringe. So um, I recovered from cringe. And why am I doing that in the first place? Well, because Aaron Rodgers was actually in Northern Ireland. Um, we a few Packer fans sent us in some photos of them with him. And that was fine. So we're like, God, why is he over here? Because, you know, some pretty cool people have hit Ireland as of late. Um, and he's just been one of them. So I was like, what's he doing over here? I wish we knew in time because he was a flying visit. He came in and back out again. Um, so he kept stum about the whole thing. And then someone said it on our Facebook uh, closed group to say, oh, Aaron Rodgers is in Northern Ireland. Oh, Game of Thrones appearance. Like, how brilliant would that be if he was in Game of Thrones? Now, the skit involved clashes between Jon Snow being king of the North and Aaron Rodgers obviously being king of the NFC North and some more um, inventive stuff. I don't know if that's ever going to see the light of day. Um, If he is in Game of Thrones, that will probably be out before we try to spoof him being on Game of Thrones. I need a voice actor. Uh, on here or someone different than my voice maybe but anyway uh how cool would that be aaron Rodgers on game of thrones deadly um so i tried google it right because google tells you everything and so i was like you know aaron Rodgers game of thrones aaron Rodgers appearance on game of thrones nothing but um he, you know there could be there could be truth to the rumor because there's loads of websites out there that it talks about how into it he is how much he's been talking about it how he has his own theories so um, another thing that kind of annoyed me during the week was is these, these non-stories. Now, I told you just to let me know when some BS story comes up. And one of them was, uh, I think it was, I don't know who, what website released that I got the notification and just uh, lost the will to live, is that uh, Mark Murphy hopes that Aaron Rodgers contracted. Like, how long have we been doing this contract, uh, Rachel and Ross, will she, won't she um, scenario? So everyone keeps talking about, oh, well, you know, we hope it's close. Yeah, like, it's the same old churn, churning out stories. There's been a few of that in Packers news, you know, this offseason where people tell a story and then it goes away and then they tell it again. Um, some of the most ridiculous stuff that we've seen is, to, you know, the Terrell Owens stories, the Des Bryant stories, um, and they're really not wasting your time or mine going into them. Now, Rob Domofsky, a guy who has the best job in the world, but at times like this, I feel sorry for him. Like, do you ever do a job where, um, I remember when I was in college working on bars and 
I remember working for some some really busy, insane ones, and then some really quiet ones. And the quiet ones are actually the worst because you know where you're sitting there, and then the, the owner or the boss comes in, and then you've, you're you know you're polishing the taps or whatever. That's not a euphemism. So I was just like, it's the worst ever when you're kind of like don't have anything to do. And I guess that's what I feel sorry for Rob, uh, basically. But he's still writing away, uh, and he's talking about you know. So this is basically what I've been reading during the week. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, not the most, uh, the only most. What can't there? What's wrong with me? What is wrong with me? I'm all flabbergasted after that uh, Japan game. Anyone see that? It's rhetorical because that's how podcasts work. So uh, he says Aaron Rodgers is obviously important um, and he sort of, you know, sides that with the backups and the backups aren't great. And then he has a separate article that goes into who's going to be backing him up as a Brett Hundley, as a Deshaun Kaiser. Um, from what we've been hearing, Deshaun Kaiser was doing some great stuff. We've heard that the Packers were interested in him to begin with. Um, but you never want to have a strong backup. Now this where, you know, and this where me and Ryan would get into it, right? But if he'd stop flying to and from Germany, for Christ's sake, and doing up his gaff, um, he'd be on here. So, you know, we'd talk about, I was sort of saying, you know, should you let, should you play your backup more to get him more game ready? Because, like, if there's one game that's a jump up, it's like me going into, like, being the backup table tennis player, and then you're going up against the best in the world. Like, these are just... Like, the backups are elite athletes anyway, but for them to go up against the, the very best in no game time situation, it's completely different. Um, It's that moment you get when you're asked to speak in class. You know, you kind of have that mini freak out. Or you're listening to a, a radio show and uh, you know all the answers. But then when you're on the show, it's quite different. You get those uh, sweaty pom-poms or sweaty mom spaghetti moments. Um, So, you know, should they be subbing in the backup quarterbacks more? getting them more game ready, especially if you blast into a, a big lead, but then you'd sort of say, well, that's junk time, it's garbage time, the backup, you know, because that's what they do, right? So if you go to college to become a doctor, uh, they do negative marking because, like, if you're an accountant and you get something wrong, it's like, just Google it or ask a colleague. Whereas if you're a doctor in a crunch time situation and you get something wrong, people die. I've never messed up a sum and someone's died. Just me inside. So... You know, maybe that's what it should be that you, I don't know what team would have the balls to do because we've seen kind of a psychology shift because the game has stayed the same for a very long time. The tactics have changed. The positions have changed more so because these players are freakish hybrids now. So you get a tight end. It's just like a giant wide receiver. He's impossible to cover, but he's still super fast. Um, And, you know, that, that side of it's changed, but the psychology towards it hasn't really, I guess... Um. So when you look at the likes of uh, quarterbacks, you know, should they be subbing them in? Into, so what I was actually going to go on and say was, if you look at the likes of fourth down, so, you know, statisticians out there and uh, have went out and done up the numbers about how likely you are to score on fourth down if you go for it. And, you know, it's it's favorable in in favor of the, of the people who have the balls to do it. So we've seen kind of a change, especially last season when, you know, the the body of work and research behind it showed people that go for it on fourth down um, because, the you know, what's going to fall in your favor is better than against. Now, obviously not if you're on your own goal line. So I think it'd be interesting shift to see, you know, could they have backup quarterbacks and put them in? Now, you don't want to disrupt the quarterback's rhythm and, and all that type of stuff. You don't want to either create a scenario where, um, you know, the quarterback is struggling and then you put someone else in to knock the other quarterbacks. I don't know how you do it. All right, I'm an Irishman on a podcast. Give me a break. Uh, but I'm just saying, maybe it's an idea. So uh, he goes into, you know, the backups and that Aaron Rodgers is obviously 
you know, because I said he should have won the MVP by omission last year, which he almost did in the top 100. The fact that he wasn't there and how badly the team did. Uh, they go into Devontae Adams and they talk about how, you know, Randall Cobb, um, you know, because we all talk about Randall Cobb's 2014 season, then Jordy gets injured and Randall was deemed to be able to step up and then he couldn't step up, but the, we all know there's other factors behind that. But Devontae Adams is the de facto number one. Like, there's no doubt in that he's the highest paid wide receiver on the team. He's got the money. He Everyone knows they were marking him uh, like a a top wide receiver last year. So, you know, everyone knew the writing was on the wall. So we have him, we've Randall Cobb, arguably Geronimo Allison, who, you know, favourite on the podcast, Andy Davies doesn't believe in. And then you've got these young guys behind him. Equiminius St. Brown, uh, which sounds, you know, like a famous classic author. So it's hard to see what's... It's mad to see what's going to happen there. I mean, will he... So he's got paid. We know when players get paid, sometimes it's a psychological thing where they take a dip when they get paid it's kind of like a beacon for the rest of the league to hone in on them not that they wouldn't have with Devontae Adams in my opinion and obviously your opinion anyway um Jordy Nelson's gone so there's no kind of faffing around the thing of like well is do we mark Jordy like that or Devontae I, I think we've seen that they went to Devontae I think that's what the Packers saw too is that you know there were double covering um Devontae and not Jordy but then there was still issues of of getting open and all the rest um then he goes on to say David Bakhtiari um of course uh, left tackle keep Aaron Rodgers upstanding um and then there was a nice piece by larry mccarran on the rock report on packers.com where he goes into brian balaga and you, you know what right tackle and how important he is and why they kept him around and you know they're likely to pay him the big bucks um solely because a guy with his skill set is very hard to find on the o-line um so and then he goes into clay matthews and the fact that uh, Brian Gutekunst didn't sign an outside pass rusher till way late on like the seventh round uh, that he must have faith in him you know I think this is kind of a make or break year for um, Clay Matthews and, and Nick Perry and I know that sounds ridiculous because they, they paid Perry fairly handsomely but there are clauses famously and it's well known in his contract um, that they can um, you know cut loose after this year coming um, and then the final player that he goes into is Haha Clinton Dix so you know another player in a contract year and it's interesting to see how player and I hate using that sort of, oh, it's interesting, let's all ponder. But it will be fascinating to see how HaHa Clinton Dick steps up because Morgan Burnett is gone. So HaHa's in there. Uh, he's coming off a bad year. He's a self-confessed bad year. You know, there's been some odd stuff happening at the start of the season. People were uh, speculating wrongly that he was, you know, going to hold out and he wanted a bigger contract and all the rest. Um, which would have been career suicide coming off a bad year. I'm sure, you know, and he admits it that he didn't have a a good year. From what we found out of you know Rob Domofsky and and um, Aaron Nagler was you know this is a guy who's very engaging with the media and he reads stuff about himself and as obviously told by his family. Um, and he takes his position with pride and he's corrected. I think I think it was Nagler. Um, he corrected him with a with a DM about you know missed tackles in the open field or whatever. Um, so if anyone's going to step up to the plate, it should be Haha. But then we saw, you know, he got the comms helmet for a certain period last year. And, and that was put down as a reason why he kind of disintegrated a bit was to have that sort of responsibility. Um, but look, like I've said on umpteen times, especially in the offseason because it's ridiculously boring, is that the defense should step up. And the fact that Mike Petten um, is around should do the job. Then he goes in to discuss uh, Randall Cobb. You know, he's 27. Is he a younger old 27? He'll be 28 against the, when the season swings around. Aaron Rodgers weighs in and says, you know, he's uh, indispensable. Now, when we look at the likes of Jimmy Graham and what he'll do in the middle of the field, and when you look at the amount of um, uh, 
you know, catches that Cobb has in the slot, it's it's ridiculous. It's 337 out of 432 career receptions is in the slot, which is just super weighted towards being a slot wide receiver. We all know that he's diminutive size of 510. Um you know, also points to that fact that that's where he's going to be used. But again, I think if you have a double thread in there, you have Jimmy Graham and then you have Randall Cobb. Um, where I thought with uh, Bennett that Cobb might be squeezed out a bit. And I think we all saw Cobb as kind of the weaker link to Jordy Nelson, which was how they would see it. Um, and this is interesting for Cobb as well because, I mean, he's going into um, a career year as well. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with Cobb, how he steps up to the plate. <sighs> You know, it's hard to know the Packers, as we've seen Brian Gutekunst, he's not scared to pull the trigger. So it's it'd be interesting to see now what happens at the end. How many times have I said that this podcast would be interesting? But anyway, so listen, there's not a whole lot going on in Pack Nation. I'm going to be speaking with Kenny Clark. You know, I'm going to be talking, hopefully, to him about all sorts uh, this week. So that's coming up in the podcast, coming. Uh, but I'd like to talk about uh, an article that's on our website on ukpackers.co.uk. Uh, Peter Jones is putting out some absolute crackers. So I did that piece um, on the podcast with Ralph Hickok with Johnny Blood. And I got inundated with messages about, you know, what are the books out there that, you know, you should be buying, reading and snapping up. And there's a good few and some of them are fairly poor. But Peter has so kindly uh, written an article for everybody. And he's very well read when it comes to the Packers. He's been a fan for donkey's years. I don't know why the delay about getting Peter on. I, I'm going to have to get him on the podcast. Um, so he he says that what he does is he gives us a main book and then he has an alternative. You've read that one. So uh, top of his list was When Pride Mattered. That's all about Vince Lombardi. And he gives uh, an alternative, which is just a book called Vince uh, by Michael O'Brien. So make sure you hit the site, ukparkers.co.uk. Uh, then a favorite of mine, which I've read a couple of times, is Instant Replay which is the Green Bay Dyer of Jerry Kramer. So that's written by uh, Jerry Kramer and Dick Schapp. Um, that's a brilliant book. And again, like I've said on the podcast before, you know, how does he have so many quotes of Lombardi and how is he such an authority? Because he was writing this book at the time and he's writing down all of Vince's quotes and he was recording the stuff. Um, now, Pete's alternative to that is Distant Replay, which was written about 20 years after in 1985. Uh, the original being written in 1967, 68. Um, so you know that sort of looks up where the Packers are now and all the rest it's definitely worth a buy um, so Paul Davies went out and bought himself a book off the back of this and he bought Mean on Sunday which is the autobiography of Ray Nitschke so Nitschke a fascinating character I did a podcast on him um, not that long ago if you want to listen to, to that uh, while you buy this thing off Amazon or wherever you're going to get it and it's, it's an absolutely cracking read and his alternative for that is Bart Starr when leadership uh, mattered so that sort of delves into, you know, Bart Starr and his on and off the field uh, descriptions and what a man that he was. Uh, his fourth set of two, which is really kind of a 10 book thing, is on Curly Lambo, the man behind the mystique. Curly Lambo, um, Jesus, you know, from speaking to Ralph Hickok anyway, and to, you know, all the quotes that he got about Curly Lambo and people that were just slating him and giving out about him. And, you know, Lambo Field, and he has the, he does have that mystique about him. But really, it's not a whole lot of mystique. There's an awful lot's known about the guy. And, you know, his attitude allegedly stank when he got a bit older and he became just this absolute egomaniac. And then they delve into his actual knowledge of the game. You know, and you always look at him and I was like, oh, well, he played for Notre Dame. I was like, yeah, he played one season. So it's really interesting to, to delve into the man and see what he's all about. Um, and his alternative for that is In Search of a Hero, The Life and Times of Tony Canadeo. Again, a player that... Not an awful lot of people know a lot about because it's way back in the times of yore, but definitely worth um, 
delving into again there's a podcast on Tony Canadeo would you believe so give that a listen and his final recommendations the final two are The Packer Way and that's by Ron Wolf and Paul Atner um, and again Ron Wolf a legendary figure in Packers history and that thing it's a re- it's a book into you know you look at the famous decisions that happened in the 90s and all of those you, you look behind the scenes to how things happened and Ron Wolf tells you in this book um, so that's fantastic and uh, shameless plug in 1919 club uh, we brought in a picture of uh, Ron Wolf a signed picture of Ron Wolf with the Super Bowl trophy and I just think that's a fantastic picture um, and if someone doesn't buy it I'm going to snap it up because it's just it's a real unique piece because you always expect to get the players but to have one of Ron Wolf I think is a real talking point and whether you're building your collection or have a collection already, I think it'd just be a great addition to have to say, you know, these are all the players and this is Ron Wolf, you know, the guy. Look, they wrote, he wrote the pack away for God's sake. Um, so people are, you know, really interested to delve into the mind um, of Ron Wolf. And his alternate to that then is the Green and Gold Moments by Bob Harlan uh, uh, and the Green Bay Packers. So Bob Harlan, again, is credited by, you know, all the Packers presidents as being one of the best in the sense that he really got us on sound financial footing uh, when it mattered most and when we were in kind of modern peril uh, let's say and created just a fantastic revenue stream for the Packers to make us one of the top earning teams ever and um, so Bob Harlan it's why they named it Harlan Bob Harlan Plaza Um, so great recommendations I and mean, we've seen loads of people come back and say that it was a fantastic piece uh, and then feel free to jump onto that article and go below and comment uh, we have a comment there from uh, Darren Earl saying, great article, Peter. Uh, great choices. I've read six or seven of them and never is inspired to check out the others. So Peter Jones churning out some absolutely fantastic content as usual. And that is super practical uh, to get in and get yourself some reading material, especially in the boring off season. So anyway, um, the group trip is still storming along. It's going well. So we're going over to Lambeau for the Miami game. I'm going to be leading the troop on that one. All of the diehards are going to be there, including myself, uh, filling up the suitcase from the pro shop. So that's the Green Bay Miami game. And also uh, Touchdown Trips, uh, who are our tour operator for this year. Uh, they're also doing special offers for the Packers at LA game, which is for £950 based on two people sharing. But again, you have to jump on these offers quick. And I'm not saying that as some marketing ploy because we're not a business, we're a fan club, we're not interested in any of that lark. Um, but do jump on it because those prices are quoted um, at the you know the best price at the time. Now, they shouldn't change and hopefully they won't. But you know if you leave it before, you know yourself, last minute holiday, um, well then you might pay a pretty penny. So do make sure that if you're on the fence, to, to book now and this the third trip so the group trip the one to uh, Lambo to see the Packers like in Miami and I'm repeating myself the second one is the LA game um, but that's not a group trip it's just an offer and that's an f- unbelievable price let's face it come on um, and then to see Rogers take on Tom Brady um, in New England in Foxborough so that's the third one and again the that's just a special offer that Ben at Touchdown Trips is doing us um, as part of being the UK Packers so when you email Ben he'll ask for a membership number and we're you know we're backed up sometimes with the membership numbers um, but just get in contact contact with us if you need one and we will issue you with a membership number um, and you can go and avail of those offers so that's all to the podcast short and sweet um, just you know because I miss you guys and I'm going to be talking to Kenny Clark uh, the absolute beast so if you have any questions or any sort of um, anything you want me to pass on to Kenny Uh, By all means, do let me know. Um, I'll be touching base with Kenny this week, so get your questions and comments in. And until then, uh, from myself, it's uh, talk to you next week.